0: Don't go to the grocery store and buy all those bottles and cans of fizzy water. Make your own
1: with a Soda Stream.
0: Hi, I'm Rachel Hampton, and I'm Madison Malone kircher You're listening to ICYMI, in case you missed it, Slate's podcast about internet culture. And it's Christmas. Merry Christmas to uh, anybody listening who celebrates. Merry Chrysler, and a happy new year. <laughs>
1: Madison, do you have a favorite a favorite Christmas
0: movie? A favorite Christmas movie? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. In my house, we are extremely partial to the Jim Carrey Grinch, which is unimpeachably good.
1: Okay, I feel like I have to admit this to you. I was hoping we didn't have to bring this up. I've never actually seen that movie all the way through. Wait, what? I you know those movies that they would show in school? And you'd only see the first 45 minutes because that's how a class period lasts? I do. That's the Grinch for me. For some reason, they showed it a lot. Actually, they showed it a lot after we did our winter band concert. And so they would show it like almost every day in band after the concert before Christmas break. So I it was just never gonna I was never gonna finish the movie. I've seen the first 45 minutes a lot. <laughs> okay. Well then I only have one thing to say to you. Which
0: is 4 o'clock, wallow in self-pity. 4.30, stare into the abyss. 5 o'clock, solve world hunger. Tell no one. 5.30, jazzercise. 6.30, dinner with me. I can't cancel that again. 7 o'clock, wrestle with myself. Loathing, I'm booked. Of course, if I bump loathing to nine, I could still be done in time to lay in bed, stare at the ceiling, and slip slowly into madness. Are you doing that for memory? We love this movie.
1: Oh my God. Madison, I really feel like you you missed your calling. I, I feel like you should be on, like, broadway or some shit
0: (laughs) i was waiting to hear what that calling was so i since it is christmas will almost certainly be watching the grinch what about you rachel
1: what does your family get up to on this uh holiday so me and my mom both really love do you know like the stop animation block movies of course the claymation Mm mm-hmm yeah Yeah. we really yes Mm Mm-hmm. i think those are our favorite the what is it? What's the one where it's Kris Kringle and Snow Miser and Heat Miser?
0: I'm Mister mm-hmm. Miser. Yes. Uh, I have to admit, since we're just being very confessional on this Christmas Day, I've never seen that. I only know
1: that song from Jingles on ABC Family. Oh my God! I thought you were gonna say from TikTok because it weirdly went it goes viral on TikTok oh. every single time this like this time of year.
0: I'm Mister White Christmas. I'm Mister Snow. I'm I watched a really good makeup tutorial the other day of somebody who mm-hmm. did half of their face as Heat Miser and half of their face as. Heat Miser and Snow Miser. Snow Miser. Yes. That film, in case you do want to go watch it with your family on this day to uh, kill some time and not have to talk to your relatives, uh, is The Year Without a Santa Claus.
1: 10 out of 10, recommend. But unfortunately, we are not here just to talk about Christmas movies, though I could talk about them forever. The rosy cheeks on those little dolls, really. They get me every year. No, instead, we are here as y'all sit at home sipping your cocoa and wrapping presents or just treating this as a regular fucking day in December, which it is. We thought today would be the perfect time for Madison to go on yet another one of her journeys deep into the Instagram feed of some person that she is obsessed with. And today's is about none other than the mother of holiday aesthetics herself, Martha Stewart. Here's a craft
0: that I think all of you are going to really enjoy, uh, and you, your children, uh, your friends uh, can make it. It's eco-friendly, and uh, it will add a very beautiful touch to your home this holiday season. These shimmering. If I may once more quote Jim Carrey's uh, The Grinch, uh, so <laughs> we're going to talk about someone who uh,
1: represents the glitter of commercialism. <laughs> How many Jim Carrey as The Grinch quotes? they going to be in this episode we'll see <laughs> okay. so why are we talking about martha stewart today madison
0: <laughs> so i love martha stewart uh but we're not just here to talk about scrolling through her feed looking at dinner parties and pictures of her cats taking baths uh what, what? caught my attention yeah it's she's got a lot of pets
1: I didn't think cats liked baths, but okay, well, keep they going. also
0: don't like to be buttered. We learn a lot on this podcast. <laughs> but what caught my attention was all the products Martha Stewart features in her feed: cars, tractors, lavish vacations that all look suspiciously like ads. But there's no language disclosing that Martha Stewart is trying to sell us stuff.
1: That's a that's a really big no-no in the world of influencing. Like the FTC has gotten involved in some of these things.
0: That would be correct. And Martha Stewart, though she may be 80 years old, and Martha Stewart is still an influencer. So on today's show, we're going to try and figure out if Martha is breaking all those rules, or if she really just lives such a luxurious lifestyle that all these uh, fancy things just exist around her, magically appear on her farm.
1: We'll be solving that magical mystery after the break. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And we're back. Madison, Martha Stewart? Really? Okay, so I have followed Martha for a while. I genuinely enjoy her posts.
0: They make (laughs) me very happy. I should disclose that I grew up in a Martha Stewart-loving household. We watched the show. We read the magazine. My mm. mom once dressed up as her for Halloween. This was during the prison era. so I was like, was this like, during the prison era? <laughs> oh, it was. So my mom walked around all night in a plaid apron carrying a tiny cake on a pedestal with a file sticking out of it. Uh, if you've ever wondered where I get my sense of humor from. Honestly, that's kind of iconic. It really was. Martha Stewart is now into NFT. She's got a show with Snoop Dogg. I'm just fascinated by this. The, this she's a renaissance woman.
1: So you mentioned her Instagram. What exactly is it like?
0: I would describe it as like aging domestic goddess who owns farm. She'll post the occasional thirst trap. It's very random. It's kind of what I imagine my grandmother might Instagram if she had Instagram and were obscenely rich. It's like stream (laughs) of thought. Makes me assume that it is actually Martha posting because, like, being this uncurated seems very off-brand for Ms. Stewart. Mm. Uh, You know, the photos are really blurry. The captions are really riddled with typos. She's a shockingly good shit poster. Like, just bad, blurry photos of her at the dentist? That's gold. You know, the other day she tried to tag Ed Sheeran at some event she was at, and she just tagged some random other
1: Ed Sheeran account. (laughs) Honestly? Okay, incredible. So this all sounds fascinating, but what exactly first got you interested in investigating Miss Stewart like the SEC did back in the day.
0: Most people probably associate Martha Stewart's Instagram with the thirst trap I mentioned. She posted it from her pool a couple of years ago. She looks mm-hmm. fantastic. Let's yes. be clear. Martha Stewart's hot. She used to be a model in her youth and that
1: does not go away. Like she's a hot broad. There are no disputes from this corner of the chat. I, however, Carrie Bradshaw voice, couldn't help but uh, (laughs) notice
0: how many times she posts about stuff like expensive stuff that she just loves. You know, her Mercedes Benz, her Kubota tractor, body glove stand up paddle boards track like a tractor, like the kind you use on a farm. I'm so glad you asked, uh, because this is the one where I was like, oh, she's just fucking with us. Like, this woman knows exactly what she's doing. In October, she posted this series of photos and videos of her on her new Kubota. Actually, I misspoke. It's not a tractor. It's technically a mower. So riding a new expensive um, mower. And the.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. I
0: think I sent it to you. The first video is just her riding up and down on this seat as it raises and lowers. It's kind of sexual. It's very funny. I laughed. Blog posts were written. I am so happy that I just received my two new Kubotas. This is the writing But The have- caption is all about how great the brand is tagged. Her new Kubota USA 360 mower is. Uh, she also tags the yoga brand of the clothing she is wearing. <laughs> of course. She's also posted numerous times about how much she loves her Mercedes. I found at least four of those with just like a cursory
1: scan through the last like year of posts looking for, you know, cars. I mean, if I had a Mercedes, I'd probably post about how much I love my Mercedes, too. Fair. But, like, she's at a Mercedes event praising the company for getting serious about electric vehicles.
0: Those are her words. She's standing in front of a new car in the driveway that she just quote-unquote received, and she says that it's sleek and roomy and fast. There's one where she posts this picture of a hubcap and is, like, looking for a new four-passenger SUV? The Mercedes Maybach might just be that vehicle. Like,
1: That's an ad. No, that... (laughs) Also, received? You don't just Mm -hmm. receive a car. And if you do, I would like to be involved in that scheme. (laughs) Uh, Boy, do I have an episode of uh, Oprah's Favorite Things for you to watch then. I don't want to pay the taxes, so... (laughs) Okay, so she's got, you know, Maybach (laughs) in her feed, and also tractors slash Ridable mowers which always seemed very fun I'm not gonna lie what exactly besides the fact that these look like ads make you think that these are ads
0: <laughs> because some of them are like definitively and here's where I pull out the giant folder of Martha Stewart research that a normal stable person would definitely have mm-hmm. because I am a
1: normal and stable person yeah I have my folder of Martha Stewart stuff right next to me
0: Thank you. That's comforting. Uh, If I may direct you to uh, October 31st of 2021, uh, where she did a Halloween post. For who? Like, what was the post? It's an ad for Reese's and T-Mobile 5G. Uh, She uses the hashtag T-Mobile partner and she's holding a box of candy. She's wearing a pink sweater. The sweater matches the box of candy because in all things, she does remain Martha Stewart.
1: Of course, you know, got to got to have the aesthetic.
0: Nowhere in this post does she say the word ad. She writes, candy always goes fast around here, but this Reese's Take 5G bar from my friends at at T-Mobile is as good as gone. This feels like she copied and pasted it from an email from a brand with like, you know, deliverables instructions.
1: Yeah, where the fuck are you buying a Reese's 5G candy bar? That does not exist unless you received it in a marketing toolkit.
0: <laughs> yes, that's true. And in June, she received a different marketing toolkit for a uh, 5G, which was another T Mobile
1: thing. What? <laughs> I would like to talk to the T Mobile team. They're not doing great. <laughs> <laughs> They're doing five great. Uh, this one. This one did have
0: hashtag ad in it. Uh, Similarly, in one of those Mercedes posts I mentioned, she uses the hashtag MB ambassador, which to me indicates there's some sort of deal between her and the car company. It's worth noting the FTC is really clear that calling yourself like an ambassador or a brand partner isn't actually an okay replacement for outright saying and preferably saying many times this is an ad.
1: So most of the posts that you're talking about don't have disclosures in them.
0: That's correct. And I did reach out to both Kubota and Mercedes to find out if Martha was on the payroll for any of these posts. Uh, I did not hear back. So for lack of evidence to the contrary, I remain as convinced as ever that Martha Stewart, like all of your other favorite influencers, to be clear,
1: is trafficking in what appear to be undisclosed ads. I mean, this seems, you know, pretty, pretty convincing evidence. I'm gonna say allegedly because I don't actually know if we have any liability here, but allegedly Martha Stewart seems to be doing some shit. (laughs) After
0: the break, we're gonna get into exactly what that means for Martha to be posting so willy-nilly.
1: I mean she's already she's already been to prison once. I have a special announcement for you today. Slate is having a holiday sale. For a limited time, we're offering our annual Slate Plus membership at $25 off for your first year. It's a great deal. Think of it like this. You pay about $10 or $15 per month for your music and streaming subscriptions. With Slate Plus, for less than $4 per month, you can get member-exclusive episodes from shows like One Year, How To, Amicus, and Political Gap Fest. You get no ads on any of our podcasts, including this one, and unlimited reading on the Slate site. And best of all, you'll be supporting our show and Slate's journalism. Sign up for Slate Plus at slate.com slash Again, we're giving you $25 off your first year as a member through December 29th. So sign up now at slate.com slash plus. Look, Bumble knows
0: you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than hey? (sighs) Well, that's why they're introducing an all new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better,
1: and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. All right, we are back. And Madison, I feel like I I have to ask, are these maybe not ads? Are they working on you? Have you wanted a tractor? Mower?
0: (laughs) Alas, I'm not in the market for a ride on Mower. But if I was, uh, you better believe I know where to go.
1: (laughs) I'm not gonna say the name again for fear that we will be <laughs> charged with doing an ad. <laughs> but I this is against Instagram's rules, isn't it? She should be worried. No? Well,
0: we let's broaden the category, right? When we talk about influencers posting undisclosed ads, we're talking about every social media platform you can think of: Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, et cetera, et cetera. And the answer should be yes. There should be strict rules and penalties for people hawking crap online. Uh, But Rachel, you already know the answer. Would you like to tell the people?
1: I just want a deep sigh because it's deeply disappointing.
0: (laughs) I think that suffices as an answer. A few years ago, the Federal Trade Commission released a set of guidelines for influencers detailing how they should be disclosing what is and is not an ad. So like hashtagging the word ad, or mm-hmm. if you're in a live stream, saying a couple of times during that live stream, like, hey, reminder, this live stream is sponsored by mm-hmm. X brand. In theory, that should have helped clean up social media's ad problem.
1: <laughs> yeah, but in theory feels like it should be bolded, underlined and italicized.
0: A staff attorney for the FTC's Bureau of Consumer Protection told NPR at the time, quote, the new guide does not hold the force of law, but can help influencers stay within the law,
1: which... LOL. This is not really a law and will not be enforced as such. But hey, you can abide by it if you want. So this thing doesn't actually do a ton if an influencer doesn't A, care to follow it or B,
0: even know that it exists.
1: So I mean, someone like Martha Stewart, who, again, has already run afoul of laws before. Real ones. Real ones. (laughs) I feel like would be kind of in a a heightened state of making sure that she's not doing it again, which she doesn't seem to be. And is that because this rule is fake? (laughs)
0: Yeah. She's probably not worried because despite influencer marketing being a gazillion and that is an official metric dollar Mm -hmm. industry, it's, it's largely regulated by the guiding principle of like beg forgiveness instead of ask permission. There's no enforcement. There's no punishment. Like the worst you're going to get is a hand slap
1: And Martha Stewart's not the only one who is not afraid of a little hand slap.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely not, actually. Katie Natopoulos over at BuzzFeed, who is a reporter who's been very sharply covering the Is This SpawnCon beat for many years, published a study back in 2017 that found that 32 of the top 50 celebrities did some sort of sponsored post. And Mm. of those posts, 93% didn't meet the FTC guidelines at the time.
1: Jesus Christ.
0: Like I said, that was 2017, so it was prior to the new FTC guidelines, but still I think it speaks to the scale of the problem we're talking about here.
1: Especially because, like you said, they're guidelines. There's no enforcement involved, so there's no reason for that number to have changed.
0: Right, exactly. And in that same year, 2017, the FTC issued a statement saying that the the built-in like disclosure... In Instagram, you know, when you see something posted from an influencer and sometimes it'll say at the top, like, paid partnership with blah, blah, mm-hmm. Skincare."
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, the do. FTC
0: said that that didn't qualify as a proper disclosure. And spoiler <laughs> alert, some six years
1: later, <laughs> those disclosures look pretty much the same. Yeah, it looks the same as it did back then. Like, in fact, it's just gotten more ubiquitous. That is deeply hilarious that the one built in feature that Instagram has for disclosures does not qualify as a disclosure according to the FTC.
0: Yeah, it's, uh, it's a real funny world. Since we're broadening out uh, from Martha, we, you can't talk about Instagram ads gone awry without
1: talking about Kim Kardashian. I mean, queen of SponCon, but I think I know exactly <laughs> what you're talking about. Would you like to venture a guess? Is it the morning sickness drug that didn't include the... If you're allergic to morning sickness drug, do not take morning sickness drug.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So in 2015, Kim Kardashian posts an ad for a morning sickness drug. She was not pregnant at the time, which is sort of funny to me. And like you said, Rachel, she doesn't list any of the side effects you'd hear are really rapid fire in like a television ad for a drug. And so Mm -hmm. the FDA got involved. Mm. You might be saying, huh, well, that's not the FTC. Maybe they actually did something.
1: Did they actually do something?
0: (laughs) You would be wrong. <laughs> of course we're wrong. No one cares. <laughs> so the FDA admonished Kim and the drug company and the post was taken down and then later reposted with proper disclosure and the requisite medical jargon. You know, don't take this drug if you're allergic to this drug. But, you know, it's worth noting that that only happened because it was a dr- an ad for a drug. So the FDA got involved.
1: And even their involvement doesn't seem to have done much i mean i guess now you know not to take the drug if you're allergic to the drug which is always something that's never made sense to me (laughs) but like what changed she didn't get a fine and also she's a billionaire she doesn't need it doesn't matter she got a fine the other thing we have to
0: talk about is after the fda ruling um i was reading a story in harper's that said Quote conversation around the drug spiked five hundred percent, and I honestly can't disagree. It's been five years. I have never needed a morning sickness drug (laughs) recommendation, but in prepping for this story, I couldn't quite remember the name, but I knew it started with a D, and it had like a C and L and a G in it, and just those letters and the word morning sickness got me to an ad for the drug. So the ad
1: worked. It worked. It's in my head. It's in your head. It worked, and the FDA and the FTC and the SEC aren't doing shit about it. Nope but are they really not doing shit about it like i know i just said that but like this is such you we're not really stating the obvious here which is how big of a industry influencer marketing is i mean obviously it's a gazillion dollars as madison very scientifically said but like influencer marketing is huge and the fact that it seems to be largely unregulated is concerning on a very deep level. So something has to be getting done, right?
0: Right? In 2020, the FTC commissioner, uh, Rohit Chopra, did call for a crackdown of unregulated influencer marketing on social media platforms. Uh, specifically, the callout was about making ads that look like they're real reviews of products. You know mm-hmm. the
1: kind. Yeah, I fucking hate those.
0: But that particular call, it was focused on holding companies and not individual creators accountable. So, like, you know, they came for Lord and Taylor, uh, who was, quote, charged with deceiving the public, a.k.a. nothing happened except the FTC saying, hey, maybe if you feel like it, don't do that again.
1: I feel like this is back when I was a kid. For some reason, I thought that advertisers could actually be in some way penalized for false advertising. Like I would watch commercials on Nickelodeon as a child and be like, "That's a fake advertisement. They're gonna get sued." And then I grew up and I realized that no one gives a shit. And here is <laughs> just bringing back that seven-year-old Rachel rage. You were a very strange child. I I once wrote a a letter to Nickelodeon because they they play at the same commercial back to back, and I was like, "This feels illegal." W- What? (laughs) What was the commercial? I don't remember. I was just, remember, I was so pissed because I didn't understand that commercial breaks are a set amount of time and that not playing that commercial wouldn't have shortened the commercial break. But I was like, they're just shoving more ads
0: in. (laughs) I mean, if we're suing Nickelodeon for our childhood grievances, I would like to note that I did diligently follow the steps as advertised to get Nickelodeon magazine delivered to your door. And my parents didn't go for it, Nick.
1: They just said no. <laughs> we both have a lot of childhood trauma associated with Nickelodeon. You know what else is fucked up? The Rugrats movie. <laughs> Rachel. <hole. laughs> okay, okay. Back to what we're back to what we're talking about. Um, what's the tilde? What's the DLDR? <laughs> It is the wild, wild west out there. There are just tumbleweeds rolling
0: by in your Instagram feed next to influencers wearing sweaters they didn't pay for, sitting on couches the brand sent to them in the hopes that you'll see and ask where the couch is from, while talking about how much they loved their lay-flat seats on their last flight to who knows whereville on Your Name Here Airline.
1: You should read ads. That was great. <laughs> thank you very much. I will be disclosing that they're ads. Thank, thank God. We don't want to run afoul of a little slap on the wrist so we started this with miss martha stewart what exactly can we learn from her a lot actually
0: in 2021 i am comforted by the fact that on the whole people increasingly are becoming wary of products presented by influencers online and that's great i say this a lot but i feel like digital literacy should be a class taught to school children uh yes Exactly. Not because school children don't already have a better grasp of the internet than like you or me or anyone else elder than a child, but because this shit is really nefarious and it's hidden in plain sight. Actually, I've changed my mind. Not just children. Everyone should have to take a digital literacy class.
1: Oh, when we run for president, co-presidents, because that's definitely going to be a thing that's allowed. It's mandatory digital literacy and also media literacy because Jesus Christ, everyone needs to know what's going on here. Also, you were getting at-home test kits mailed to your house free of charge. Vote for us. By then, the pandemic will be over. That's the platform we're running on is having ended the pandemic. I'm not so optimistic. Please, Madison, I need hope. (laughs) (laughs) It's Christmas. (laughs) All
0: right, well, let, let Martha's feed be your hope because it's actually a really good teaching tool. When you think of Instagram ads, or at least when I do, I think about slickly produced, managed aesthetics, clean captions, high quality, like professional grade photos. And... This woman is out here shit posting, which is a good reminder that, and I'm going to quote one of our mottos around here, everything is an ad. Mm-hmm. Even a funny little video of a grainy Martha Stewart riding a mower. Merry Christmas, you wonderful old building and loan. Please, mm-hmm. Mr. Gower, that's my bad ear. Don't hit my bad ear again. I'm probably going to watch It's a Wonderful Life later in
1: case that's not clear. I didn't even know what you were quoting just then. I thought that was another Grinch reference. Oh, wow. Okay, Rachel, I know what you're
0: doing today. It's the same as what I'm doing today. If you're listening, feel free to join us in watching It's a Wonderful Life. Also, Martha, if you're listening, call me. I just want to talk. All righty, that is the show. We will be back in your feed on Wednesday, so definitely subscribe. It's uh, free and the best way to make sure you never miss an episode. Leave us a rating in Apple Podcasts, and uh, now you can do that in Spotify, too. Where you been, Spotify? Glad you're here. Uh, or just gather up all your relatives' phones on this fine Christmas day and smash that subscribe button for them if you forgot to buy them a present or tell them it's a bonus present. Follow us on Twitter. We're at ICYMI underscore pod, or feel free to email us, ICYMI at slate.com.
1: ICYMI is produced by Daniel Schrader. Our supervising producer is Derek John. We're edited by Forrest Wickman and Allegra Frank. Amber Smith is senior manager of podcast audience development. And Alicia Montgomery is executive producer of Slate Podcast. See online. If you
0: utter so much as one syllable, I'll hunt you down and gut you like a fish. If you'd like to fax me, press the star key.
1: This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine